Aspiring Doctors is a platform dedicated to providing individuals with opportunities to learn more about medical careers despite the COVID-19 pandemic. Let's start off by introducing yourself. So tell me who you are and where you're from and where do you attend college? Medical student at the Medical College of Georgia and I went to undergrad at Augusta University as part of a BSMD program there. And funny enough, I am also from Augusta. So I wasn't able to escape my hometown for too much. Yeah, so um, tell me a bit about the BSMD program. So BSMD programs in general are an accelerated medical track for those who know they want to pursue medicine at a very early age. Um, my, in my years of mentoring incoming students as well as new students into our program, my biggest question that I always ask them when they're considering or on the fence is, do you know right now at 17 or 18 years old that you want to do medicine? If the answer is yes, this program is for you. And that is true across the country. Um, there are multiple programs with different variations of it. Some are seven years. The one I was in was three years of undergrad and then going through four years of medical school. Some are four and four. Some are even two and four, which like to me is still crazy. Um, and then also you have to check out every single program differently because um, some will waive the MCAT, some will have an MCAT requirement, some will have a GPA requirement, some will give you guaranteed admission to their med school as long as you meet the prereqs, or some give you only guaranteed interview if you meet some of the prereqs. And then there's little minutia in there, like some programs let you apply out, so it's not contractual. Um, but for my program, it was contractual. So even if I did really well in undergrad, and I said, oh, okay, let me try my chances at applying to you know, Mayo Clinic or something like that. The second I apply out, that voids my contract and I no longer have a guaranteed seat at my associated med school. So I think in a nutshell, that's what BSMD programs are. It's just an overall more streamlined way to get those who want to pursue medicine from quite literally high school to med school. Yeah, so how, why did you personally want to join a BSMD program? Because I know you probably were in a senior in high school, right? How did you decide that, oh, I'm going to dedicate the next 12 years of my life to medicine? Oh, man. Um, you know, I, I think it all comes down to uh, clinical exposure. I was fortunate enough to kind of be exploring some options um, in high school and actually the summer between my junior and senior year of high school, I got into some like biomed research program at actually the med school I attend now, which is kind of funny, it comes full circle. But um, the difference in my experience compared to a lot of my other peers was I was not in a bench work lab, I was in a clinical lab. So we were working with cystic fibrosis and sickle cell patients who would be coming in to receive therapy. And during my time there in the lab, I was also mentored by two first year transitioning to second year med students. And I obviously told them I was somewhat interested in medicine. So they kind of took me under their wing and that entire summer literally spending a quite literal full-time job hours, like nine to five every single day, 
with these med students, seeing their lifestyle. They took me into the med school to kind of give me a little underground tour and everything. And then on top of just actually interacting with patients. Um, and I was, I think, 16 at the time. And that's something that not a lot of 16-year-olds can say they got the chance to experience. Usually research means you're micropipetting or staring at uh, slides all day long. And I was face-to-face -face with actual people hearing stories of their treatment course. And by the end of that summer, I was just like, you know what, I could totally see myself doing this for the rest of my life. And that's when I said, like, you know what, BSMD program. Uh, if this is what I want to do, then might as well commit to it now. And uh, I, I'm sure you'll probably ask some questions as to how BSMD pro programs are a little more, bit more beneficial than the traditional route, but we'll, we can get to that later. Yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, what was that program where you like had to get clinical experience? For it was, I think, funny enough, I think it's actually discontinued now. Um, it, it got a little bit of funding uh, from a university for a couple years, and then I think it kind of ran out and also COVID did a number to the program. But that was something that they actually sought out PhDs and MD researchers at the medical college and saying, would you like to be a part of this program? And um, that was when there, our med school actually had a summer between our M1 and M2 year. Actually, starting my year, there is no longer a summer. We are going 18 months straight preclinical and then 18 months straight of clinical rotations. So the reason why those med students were in there was that was their research summer. Whereas for my curriculum now, which is very new, guinea, guinea pig class, which that's a whole nother story for another time. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think the program exists anymore, but to the pre-meds listening, I would highly recommend looking into programs such as that, especially if you are located in a city with a academic medical institution in it. Sweet. I so... didn't really learn to appreciate being a part of one of these programs until about the end of my second year. Um, no, actually, it was after I was done with my MCAT, which was the end of my second year. Because, yeah, it's kind of crazy that you're taking your MCAT after your second year of undergrad. But after that, I was just chilling. I was done. And then I had um, friends who were at UPenn, UGA, Rice, you name the school. And these are not, you know, insignificant schools either, who are absolutely struggling, not, not even grade-wise, just because of how competitive medicine is becoming nowadays, that they were fighting tooth and nail for um, internship positions, research, for any sort of clinical hours. And for me to kind of sit back and go, I don't, I don't really have to grind because I have to, I can grind and choose the activities that I actually want to do. That was the biggest um, advantage of these programs because at the end of the day, a lot of these programs are very minimal in their requirements to matriculate. It's mainly an MCAT score cutoff, a GPA requirement by the end of it, and then most likely an interview, which um, 
as long as you don't say anything too stupid, <laughs> you'll be fine. Um, but that leads the option for a lot of students. This is getting to somewhat of a disadvantage where if you really wanted to, that's all you could do in college and go to med school, which means, which like doesn't exactly build you up in terms of character or being prepared on other fronts of medicine. Medicine is not just in the books. It is a lot. Um, there's a huge social aspect involved in it. And in general, the biggest connections I've made with patients are talking about absolutely nothing uh, about medicine. It's been jobs and experiences I've had. And that's where I would, I would say with your freedom in the program, it is what you make of it. I was able to have a lot of opportunities, be involved in student ministries, high up ranks in student government, even join a fraternity. These are things that I had never thought a pre-med journey in undergrad would allow me to do, but because of the BSMD program, I didn't really have to join the traditional bio club or like pre-med associations because that wouldn't really count against me. So that's, I think the biggest advantage, at least extracurricularly, where it gives you a lot more freedom. Uh, I wouldn't say rigor is a con because I mean, if you choose to go pre-med, you're choosing a hard route anyways. I think you just have to be prepared to study hard, study efficiently. Um, but I, it, it, is, it is definitely difficult, I, I will say. You're, you're squeezing a four-year degree into three years, or at least uh, in my program, that's how it was. So you will be going at like 190 miles an hour every single week. But by the time you're used to that, you get to med school and you're like, okay, this is basically the same thing. Well, it does prepare you. All these cons, I would say, like, it, it more is a early learning experience. Like you're eventually gonna have to learn how to study hard and study efficiently. It's just the program almost forces you to mature a little bit quicker than a traditional student, which means learning those efficient study methods, active recall, using Anki, um, studying you know a week before the test. Um, you know, these are these are things that you wouldn't think of a traditional freshman or sophomore in college using, but in the program, you're almost forced to kind of have to adopt those study methods early, which in retrospect is probably a really good thing, but it definitely hurts <laughs> along the way. Yeah. Um, so I know I personally have done a bunch of research on BSMB schools. Like I made like a whole spreadsheet with all like the 50 schools in the United States. Oh, so like, so it's, it's been a journey for me. So <laughs> I, 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 it's like a very long listed separate like GPA, MCAT score cutoff and all that. So I've like kind of like researched into how competitive a lot of these programs are. And I feel like a lot of the competition is similar to if you were gonna apply to like an Ivy League for your undergraduate school. I so I would lessen it to competing to an Ivy League and more like literally you are applying to med school. Okay. Yeah. Out of out of high school. And and this is this is what I mean by that because again I've had a lot of experience being on panels um you know advising a lot of these students prospective students into the program where 
everybody, everybody's going to come in with like 3.7 and up GPA. Everyone's going to come in with super high MCAT score. I mean, not MCAT score, SAT. Sorry. <laughs> it's been a bit for me. Um, but what they want to see is commitment to medicine overall. You know, I always, I always mention you're making a pretty mature decision for a 17 or 18 year old that right here and now I'm going to dedicate the next seven to 11 years of my life to medicine. And they want to make sure that you understand the weight of that commitment and are not just going in here and then halfway through the program, you're going, ah, that this doesn't seem right for me because I think the worst thing you can do is drop out of a BSMD program is it kind of almost leaves you out to dry with the whole, I don't have to build my resume ideal. So when you get out, you don't have much on your plate. Um, and then on top of, if you end up flunking out of a BSMD program, good luck trying to get into med school after that, because it kind of follows your record. So right from the very start, they're not looking for, you know, uh, I would liken Ivy Leagues to more the biz like business finance industry where it's looking more of like can I create my own stuff where it's podcast nonprofit yada 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 but those things I'm not saying those things aren't very very good but I think those are not as important if you are able to show that like what I'm creating in terms of nonprofit or my clinical research experience is, you know, tailored to, okay, I'm showing, I, I know what I'm getting myself into. And that's where a lot of the research experience I had, a lot of the clinical hours that I spent in the hospital, even though I, I could barely do anything, it was just being there, seeing the lifestyle, going on actual night shifts with emergency medicine doctors at like 17, 18. It's showing the admissions committee that, wow, this guy knows what it takes to one study, but to live the lifestyle of a future physician. And that's something that's very unique to applying to BSMD programs, aside from like applying to an Ivy League. Because Ivy Leagues are a lot more dedicated to like just what's on your paper. Whereas BSMD are more what is what is on your paper showing me if that makes any sense. That was a super convoluted, long answer, but I hope it made sense. Yeah, yeah. So so I feel like both processes applying to Ivy League BSMD are both like, you need strong, you need a strong resume, basically. You need to show them that you have what it takes. So what was like the process like for you to apply to one? What did you have to go through? Because I know I heard like you had to do interviews and everything. So I know for mine and keep in mind, I was part of a very novel program, um, which has been a really great time because I've almost been somewhat of a part of building it up. I was the fourth full class to go through. So this could totally change by the time people are applying now. I, you have to apply to the undergrad university first, early, early admission or something like that. And then if you meet their GPA and SAT slash ACT requirements, they will automatically send you a secondary email saying you qualify for 
either this BSMD or BSDMD program. And then you can say like, all right, um, I, want, I want the secondary. And then after that, they'll send you, gosh, mine was like, I think it was like 14 essays. I still have, I still have the Word document up somewhere deep in my hard drive. That's crazy. But yes, I did not have an interview. Um, and I think that's like kind of built into the 14 essays. Um, Jesus, what, what do they even ask you? How, how much can you answer in 14? <laughs> okay, well, so it's a lot of both, um, both general admission questions and then specific med questions. So actually there were, I believe four of those questions that are straight from the general medical school application. So this is where I keep saying, act like you're basically applying to med school at a high school. Yeah. Um, there are things like well, the typical, why do you want to do medicine? Um, what are like future health policy ideas that, that you want to see push forward? Um, you know, there's opportunity for you to mention health disparities within your state and your community and how you could possibly address that as a future physician, as well as, you know, basic stuff saying what what specialty you want to be or what do you want to be um after med school where do you see yourself and then there I remember there's one unique question where I I kind of like it whereas they asked you what would happen if you didn't get into this BSMD program and again this this is where they're kind of scanning you of how committed are you to medicine are you willing to just give up because I didn't get into this program? Are you still willing to say, no, even if I don't get in here, I this is what I want to do. So I'll go to an undergrad university. I'm going to grind and I'm, I'm going to make it there one way or another. So they're, they're thought provoking questions for sure. Um, 14 questions excessive. Yeah, okay. probably, but it's a BSND program. You got to earn your, yeah. earn your marks. Yeah. Did you um did you see the comp what the competition looks like? Did you have a lot? Did you have to compete for a lot? So, I I did not personally see my competition. Um, our I, I'm gonna brag about my class okay. for just a second because our class literally broke every single record our program had, including GPA, MCAT. Uh, matriculation rate. So again, these these programs are rigorous. Before us, there was like a like fifty to forty percent dropout rate because people just like couldn't make it through. Yeah, we only had one. We had like a ninety eight percent matriculation okay, rate, really which good. is like absolutely ridiculous. Um, and our MCAT average was like a five seventeen, which. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how, how much you know about percentiles, but that's like 93rd percentile. And for us to average that is insane. Um, so was my class competitive? As you can imagine, incredibly. But I didn't really know that coming in. And I, I think a fun story that I like to tell people is I was one of three people that were the last to commit to the program. And we all committed. So it was, it was me and two other guys. 
first guy that committed, we all committed after the deadline. He was debating between this program and Stanford. Still one of the most, one of my closest friends in the program, one of the most brilliant guys I've ever met. The second one, again, we all committed after the deadline. So he's like third or fourth, four days after, ended up being my freshman year roommate uh, between Harvard and this program. The man coded for Texas Instruments in high school. Um, like, he's the reason why I didn't pay for a single textbook in undergrad because he would literally like torrent off the dark web for it because he know how to do it. Yeah, I have so many fun memories of the guy. He's an incredible student. And then I was the very last one to commit. And arguably like the three of us are some of the closest in the program. And they, it just blows me away with not just the like on paper and on grades intelligence, but just extracurricularly in their many different fields. Like those guys could literally build an app from the ground up if they wanted to. Um, that just shows you how competitive it is. And it only gets more and more as I'm sure you know with your research. But, you know, I don't, there's no interview day where I get to come in and meet everyone else applying. I just know that, hey, this is a competitive program. I'm going up against some heavyweights. And yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that should worry you at all applying because okay. if, if you bring yourself to make that decision, apply one of these programs, that means you're a pretty good student too. Yeah, so I, I know a lot of um, students who actually think of applying to BSMD schools are deciding between, like you said, with your other two friends, oh, should I go to like a really like prestigious, like high quality, like Ivy League school or should I go to this BSMD school? So what would you say to help those students make that decision? Do you want to do medicine or not? I think that's what it comes down to because I'm telling you um, it's getting more and more competitive. The traditional medical student that goes to undergrad for four years and then goes immediately into med school, it's becoming a thing of the past. Um, it's almost, it's almost the norm to take two, two gap years after undergrad now, just to make yourself somewhat competitive in the general application pool. And so if, if your heart's really set on, on medicine, save yourself the stress and the trouble and get the opportunity, take a BSMD program. Now, if you're not sure, you say you're on, on the line between medicine and like business finance or CS, then I would, I would highly consider the IVs a little bit more because that will probably get you to where you wanna be and open more doors. Um, it, it just, it comes down to, again, can you make that decision at 17 and 18 that you wanna be going to medicine? Um, and also just on the topic of like, will a, a Ivy League help me get to a better med school? No, it, it, it really won't. Um, I mean, I, I go to the only state or only public state medical school 
in Georgia. And we got guys from Hopkins, Harvard, uh, got someone from UCLA, like the top, top universities. And they're, they're here. Uh, I think it, it all comes down to um, what you want to do as a career at, at the end. And then maybe sprinkle in some financial decisions between you and your family that, you know, whether you want to go to an out-of-state, crazy, expensive med school, which, you know, between you and me, probably not the smartest idea because you're already going to come out with half a million dollars of debt. Don't bump that number up to half a million dollars of debt. Um, but yeah, that, that, I think the, the best advice is if you have a sliver of a doubt about medicine, go Ivy. But if you, if you can't shake that feeling, then uh, go BSMD. Yeah, so I know that you were like confident in wanting to go into medicine at a young age. So I know that there are also other aspects of medicine you can go to, whether it's like being a nurse practitioner or going to PA school. Like why did you decide to go straight to becoming a doctor instead of considering those options? Um, to be, to be honest, um, I, I just like, that was the role models I saw growing up and also just kind of the, somewhat of the detectives, the leaders of the teams in a way. And that was the role I saw myself in, uh, on top of also like I wanted to keep as many doors open as possible, which includes surgery, anesthesia, and like, obviously there's no NP or PA surgeons. Um, so that, I think it was a matter of, I wanted to keep the most doors open as possible. Like, yeah, I knew I wanted to do medicine at an early age, but did that mean I wanted, I knew that I wanted to do orthopedic surgery or general pediatrics? No. But that also doesn't mean I'm shutting it down. So going to medical school gave me the most options um, to not just branch out in my career specialty, but also just be the leader of the team and work well with the other the other medical professionals around me. Because trust me, I have a lot of friends in uh, PA school, nursing school right now, PTOT, they're absolutely brilliant. And time and time again, the uh, doctors will tell you, as a medical student, befriend the nurses, they will be your lifeguards on the wards. And I, I truly believe that. But I think it's just finding my place in the team. I would say personally, it fits my personality to be the physician. So let's, what, what does your daily routine look like and now as a medical student? I was going to say as a medical student or as a undergrad? You can talk about both. You can talk about both. Okay. Because um, undergrad is a lot more free flow. Um, I mean, anybody that talks about their undergraduate experience will say you will have the most free time you will ever have in your life there. And I definitely agree. Um, 
I was I'd say definitely gosh. <laughs> I'm only a first year of med school. Why why do I feel like undergrad was so long ago? <laughs> Let me start with my med school routine first. Um I will say just on the spectrum of don't believe all those hyper productivity videos that you see online. This is coming from a guy who also has a YouTube channel. Uh, it's it's unrealistic. The people that are like, I wake up at 4.30 every day, cold shower, gym, have my acai bowl, and then like study from nine to one straight. It's like, no, that's how it may work for you, but that's not how it works for like 80% of the med students out there. So I still wake up at five, but like that's just for me. Okay, you're you're laughing because I didn't I didn't make that sound much better. Um, I'll I'll get I'll get to why. Like that's just my quiet time to like read, get coffee, journal a little bit, prepare for my day. Like it's nothing super high intensity. Um, and then from eight to 11 I have my lectures and I would typically live stream them so I can either knock out flashcards on the side if the lectures get kind of boring or so I can you know get coffee or get snacks in the middle of it uh, and then after that it depends on the day I will either have my case sessions so we'll me and my group will walk through actual like patient cases that have gone through the hospital and learn through those, kind of talk through differential diagnoses, different um, treatment options. Or I'll have like histology labs right now on my mind, the Monday I come back from break, I have a anatomy dissection lab. So we will be in there from literally one o'clock till five o'clock um, working on the cadavers, dissecting, I believe like for me it's the oral pharynx and celiac trunk this this week um and then usually your day ends at five um sometimes sometimes it'll end earlier sometimes it'll end later but then it's kind of either review the morning's lectures or just try to relax go to the gym go play soccer basketball whatever um and that's that's basically the routine i will say the afternoons look different every day, at least in our curriculum, whether that be I'll have a case session one day and then anatomy lab the next, and then like our patient simulations next, or I volunteer at a free clinic next day. So the afternoons are kind of unpredictable, but that allows a lot of scheduling. Yeah, so what, so what you've told me is that it seems like medical school isn't like this really like you're gonna die, you're like this close to dropping out of everything, and you have no free time, because that's, that's what I've heard from a lot of other like <laughs> medical students, because I've done like other podcast episodes, and they're always like, medical school is like the darkest time of my life, and you like dropped out the God. second year. <laughs> okay, all right, dramatic, dramatic for sure. I will say, um, you don't completely understand what people mean by it's dr you're drinking out of a fire hose until you get here. That I can 110% confirm is true. It, it is a lot. Um, and like, 
almost even especially for me with um our new curriculum condensing what typically is at other schools in two years into 18 months straight i think i learned all of dermatology or at least what they thought all of dermatology was in a week and a half um <laughs> kind of borderline ridiculous so and and one of my roommates is a clinical lab science student so basically when you order cbcs and cmps he's the guy on the other side doing the cbcs and cmps and i was complaining to him one day about having to learn all the um, leukemias and lymphomas within a week he looked at he looked at all my lectures and went yeah we had a whole six week course on that <laughs> so yes it is a lot but i will say this this is why i'm so adamant about on, on my youtube channel as well as like my other organizations that i've created and even saying yes to podcasts like this where I'm super encouraging of medical students keeping their creative passions while they're here. Because like you said, the, the stigma is once you get here, everything else just goes out the window. And to be completely honest, one that's adding to the burnout epidemic and it's just breeding robotic physicians and not like empathetic and humanistic physicians. That's where a lot of the creative aspects come along. That's why I, like still keep up with my photography, videography stuff on the side is because that's what just like gets all the craziness of the week off my mind. That's why people, a lot of people turn into fitness junkies in med school because that's what releases that stress. Because if you don't release it, if you don't have an outlet, you're going to burn up and burn out. Uh, and which is where a lot of that sentiment you've probably seen from other medical students comes from. Yeah, it's it's tough. I, I won't sugarcoat that. But what I will say is you have to learn how to make time to enjoy the things that you did before and not just have to take time for yourself, which is super cliche to say, but it's quite necessary. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think there's a single day where I wake up and at the end of the day, after everything has gone by, I question why in the world did I do this to myself? <laughs> but that's how it is in preclinicals. Now, because all we see are all we see are textbooks, all we see are lecture slides. And that's why I joined a free clinic. Because you don't realize what you learn until you see a patient in front of you, before you actually have that conversation and you get to see treatment progress, that's when you're like, okay, this is why all those long nights, like this, this is what it led up to. And that's something you don't get until your third, fourth year. Um, and it's tough to make it there. We'll say that. Um, but I, to all those med students that you've interviewed, I would honestly say, please stick with it and this is someone who needs to take that advice himself. Um, continue to keep the outside passions. Continue to remind yourself why you're here and why you're grinding. And uh, just enjoy the journey, really. You're only going to be in medical school once. Or at least you should be in medical school only once.
Yeah, so um, I'm glad that you your your story is a bit more positive and like um, it's not more of like a I don't see a light at the end of this tunnel <laughs> kind of story. Um, so it's like it's one of the first positive ones I've heard. So I'm happy. Um, I'm g- glad to bring <laughs> bring some positivity to the podcast, guys. Please, if you're listening to the other med students, like no, it's it's not all like that. We're okay. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so you talked about a lot about burnout, right? And I know that's very prevalent, specifically in the medical field with medical students coming out. So have you seen anyone drop out or any BSMD students drop out? And what did that look like? Um, so a lot, of, a lot of the years above us, in terms of BSMD students dropping out, it was either because they couldn't make the grades and they were just like a student that kind of got into the wrong crowd in undergrad and just, you know, didn't study well. And I know that sounds awful to say, but um, there is a certain level of work that you need to put put in to get through the program. And for some people, they just simply didn't put in the work and that's why they were out. And I think the other half is just MCAT. Like MCAT's tough in general and you have three tries before, at least in my program, how it works is after your second year, you take it and you have three tries. If you're not able to get it by a certain date, you get knocked to the four by four program, which almost like means you get held back for another year of undergrad, but that gives you another year to um, take your MCAT. I think you have either one or two more tries. And if you get it then, then you still have a guaranteed spot in med school. It just took you another year. What's the but requirement it, for your school for the MCAT? So it's always the average of the previous matriculating class, which means not just the BSMDs, it's everybody that got accepted into the med school in the class above you, you take all of their MCATs, average that, that's the score that you have to get. So for me, it was 511. For the class under me that is coming up, uh, theirs was 512. And honestly, that was probably because of my class being ridiculously smart and averaging 517 across all of our MCATs. So I'm kind of sorry for class below us, Um, but that's that's usually how it works. yeah, MCAT's typically the biggest stumbling block that I've seen. And they'll they'll be fine. Like they'll have a 4.0 test GPA. It's just sometimes, you know, standardized testing. You it's it's a hit or miss. Sometimes you you have a good day, you get a good score, and then other times like you freeze up, you have a little bit of anxiety. Um, you know, it's normal, but it sucks when it's such a big test on the line. Do you do you think there's that there, there's like a correlation between your SAT or ACT and how you do well in the MCAT? I mean, don't quote me on this. This isn't you know peer reviewed research or anything, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say so. I I will say in terms of I guess MCAT and TP keep it brief it is very much a reading comprehension test 
all the answers are in the passages. You just got to know that they are the answers. And I think that's the tricky part. Um, it's almost a test strategy kind of thing. Um, I've, I've been on a couple panels for MCAT. I haven't done a particularly one-on-one -on -one tutoring, but there are a lot of people in my class, including myself, that got decently high scores. So we get frequently called upon to kind of tutor some of the younger years um, and reevaluate their study plans. I don't, it's hard to say, because again, I'm coming from a narrow, a pretty narrow scope where I'm analyzing BSMD program or BSMD students and their MCAT scores when all of them in BSMD programs have had high SAT, ACT scores. So that, that may be skewing the data a little bit. But in general, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so just because they are decently different tests and they cover very different material. Okay, sorry, I just like led the conversation in a different direction. I don't know where no, we were good. before this. Um, you're good. I think, I, I know that earlier I asked you about what your day looked like as a medical student, but do you also remember at all what your day looks like as an undergrad student? Because I know that as a BSMD student, I heard that you had to take like a bunch of hard classes like organic chemistry one and two in the same semester. Not one and two in the same semester, although I was taking like organic one plus like calc-based physics two, which I still- You still, you have to I take was, physics? Yes, we, we had to take like high level physics two, which is kind of wonky. Which, to be completely fair, is more useful in medicine than organic. Um, but I'll save I'll save that rant. <laughs> organic is borderline useless, in my opinion, as far as what medical school um, or what you'll use in medical school. I will I will say what I do remember about undergrad is I was having to make, at least in comparison to a lot of my friends in other undergrad institutions, a lot of social sacrifices. And that'll, that'll sound really bad at first, but it won't be after I explain. Because obviously you're in an accelerated program, you're taking the MCAT after second year when everybody else is just chilling. There were a lot of times because I was pressured by the numbers of the program, because it's very much only two numbers you got to meet MCAT GPA that's it but if you don't get those you're you're done for and that was terrifying for all of us so we were studying really hard and I think the only thing I would say I would go back and do differently is say yes more because there's a lot of you know weekend trips little outings and stuff on on the weekends that I would say no to simply because I use I have a test on Tuesday as an excuse. And I think all of us in the program could agree um, just because it, it's more out of fear of failure, if anything. That, that was the biggest driving force for a lot of us in undergrad, just because we didn't want to be the one that flunked out. 
and it, I, that sounds very dramatic and very extreme, but I think that's a that's a pretty hard truth that you got to realize coming into. You're you're putting yourself up to very very high standards, and it's hard sometimes to keep yourself at those standards. So I would I would definitely say I sacrificed more than I probably should have. I still had fun. I still still went out and like had a social life, but there's definitely I definitely overstepped a lot where. I said no too much, and I knew I could have been fine if I said yes. Yeah, I know that like a lot of, I know that I understand that failure because I, my aunt actually went through a BSMD school program and she told me like, I couldn't hang out with any of my friends or anything because I was so scared to fail that class. It's like one little mistake and I'm just, I'm kicked out. So that's like a big fear in my mind where I'm like, am I, if I do get yeah. in, am I, maybe I get kicked out and I'll be full of bad. But. No, I, I will say the biggest asset you can have is cohort cohesiveness. So cohorts can go of one in two ways. One, you can be super supportive of each other, share resources, like study together, share notes and everything. That. I would credit a lot to the success of my class because we were, there wasn't a lot of drama in our cohort, um, but in the year above us and the year below us, there was a lot of tea, a lot of friend groups, like fighting each other, you know, they'll spit back and forth. And because of that, they weren't sharing the resources as much. Either that or they'll try to like tear each other down which do not do. Um, That's just an absolute toxic culture that has no place in medicine, even though it's very much a part of it. We got to work to extinguish that. But these BSMD programs breed it very early. So... uh, yeah, the, I think the biggest asset is getting along with your cohort and realizing that if all of us do well, we're all going to be in med school. Like there is absolutely no reason to tear each other down because we're all going in the same direction. Um, but yeah, that, that's why I would say fear of failure can drive, drive people to two ways, which is either support each other or rip other people down. So if I fail other people are coming with me, which don't do that. Don't be that person. Yeah. So my last and final question of the night is what advice would you give to students who want to either join a BSMD program, I have to take a second to not mess up, or, <laughs> or a just become a medical student? What would you give them to motivate them or let them know that they have it? Oh man, in two, two big statements. Uh, first and foremost, enjoy the ride. You're in it for the long run. This is a marathon. Don't rush so quickly to be at any step. Um, because e- even now I sometimes catch myself going, well, you know, life will be better once I'm on rotation to no longer struggling 
doing just like boring lecture stuff. But then I have friends on rotations right now saying like they're working crazy hours. You know, they're still having to study for shelves on top of it. And then, then sometimes I wonder, maybe it'll be nicer when I'm in residency and have money. And then you see residency hours and you're like, oh, okay, maybe I should just enjoy where I am now. And I would even say that to the pre-meds and in high school and undergrads, like you'll get where you need to be. Uh, just don't, don't try to rush the, rush the process. The friends you make along the way, the connections you have, the stories you can tell, that's what's going to make you the best doctor you can be. Um, and second, again, remember why you do this. Keep that, keep that mission of service, of storytelling and healing central. And that will help you to get through kind of the, the doubts, the long nights, um, the times when you don't think you should be here. You'll, if you remember that, okay, I'm, I'm here for one job, one job only, I'm here to heal somebody or, um, you know, give someone a little bit of hope, then that, that'll, that'll push you through for sure. It's cliche, but yeah. so I'll, leave, I'll leave it with that. I think the most cliche things leave the most like emotional impact too sometimes. <laughs> So, um, Andy, I had so much fun tonight. Thank you so much.